Welcome to Inspirational Living with Shonda Jenkins. Are you ready to rediscover you? On this show, I share stories from my own personal experiences, knowledge from spiritual teachers, mindfulness leaders, and philosophers, guiding people to inner healing, self-discovery, and self-love. If you're tired of feeling stuck in cycles from your subconscious programming, or you feel like your life lacks a sense of purpose, tune in today while I share with you another tip on how you can live a more fulfilling, joyful, and purposeful life. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you guys that I wrote a book. It's called Finding My Happy Place inspiring you to live a happy life. Finding my happy place is meant to inspire you to go on your own journey and free yourself from society beliefs of who you are and who you should be and how you should live your life. I used to struggle with people pleasing, insecurities, and feelings of unworthiness until one day I decided it was enough. This book It's meant to inspire you to get your power back so that you can be the best version of yourself and find happiness in the process. Because each day you wake, when you fill your mind with inspiration, more incredible things will happen for your life. This book is more than inspiration and motivation. It's a self-development book meant to propel you to create the changes you want to see in your life. So are you ready for changing your life? Do you need a daily dose of motivation? And are you ready to be inspired? This book is here to help you live a happier and fulfilled life. The book is available on Amazon. I have paperback for only $10. The hardcover is only $15. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's $0. Or $5 for the ebook. So if you're ready to live a more happier and fulfilled life, check out my book, Finding My Happy Place, Inspiring You to Live a Happy Life. All right, you guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Inspirational Living. I'm your host, Shauna Jenkins. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Tara Kiprick. She is the owner of Cosmic Connections, QHHT, and she is a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, a soul speak practitioner, and a spiritual coach. Today, we're going to be talking about how to trust yourself and tools that you can use and implement immediately into your life. And so welcome to the show, Tara. Thank you so much. Very nice to be here. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited to definitely get into how to trust you because I feel like um, as we are starting this, you know, this new year that so many people are going to be making these goals and maybe they had goals in the past. And so learning to trust yourself is going to be beneficial for achieving those goals. Absolutely. Yes. That is, that is the number one piece of advice um, that people get when they come for quantum healing uh, is trust yourself. And I'm definitely looking forward to diving into that too. Awesome. And now before we get into all of that, for people who may not know like anything about quantum, anything about quantum healing, hypnosis, soul speak, And even spiritual coaching, like, can you share with me a little bit about what that is so they can have an understanding? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So quantum healing hypnosis was developed by the late Dolores Cannon. She was a hypnotherapist and author, and she developed it over the past like 45 or so years. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so it, it's definitely been around for a while, but she yeah. was doing it when people were not talking about like, you know, connecting to your higher self, connecting to your soul, your spirit. Nobody knew about past lives or anything like that. So she was yeah. definitely a pioneer. Um, and I'm grateful to be able to carry on her legacy. So I'm very grateful for that. Yes. <laughs> Um, So what quantum healing hypnosis actually is, is 
I guide clients to go within, to find answers and healing within themselves. Mm. So they're, they're connecting directly to, Dolores called it the subconscious, but we, a lot of times now we call it the higher self, yeah. um, that part of you that is connected to everything, God, the universal consciousness, you know, your spirit, um, whatever that is, and has access to all of the knowledge throughout all of time and instantaneous healing. Oh, wow. So that's, you know, that's the, the best part is that what they've also found throughout doing this is every ache, pain, illness, disease, everything that we experience with our bodies is our body sending us a message. Mm. And that message is the same for like 90% of the population. So, you know, like heart disease means one thing and like cancer is another and even the common cold or a flu or arthritis, anything, anything that happens to your body is your body talking to you. Mm. What we do in quantum healing hypnosis is we find out what that message is. And more often than not, once you find out the message, there's no longer a reason for you to continue experiencing the illness, the disease, the ache, the pain, because it's like, excuse me, I always like refer to it as an alarm, like a fire alarm. Yeah. Right. The fire alarm (laughs) is going off. And then once you get that message, you're like, okay, I can turn off the fire alarm. Like I don't need it to keep going. (laughs) Right. Yeah. it's the same thing with that. It's, um, it's just that it, that everybody, you know, you, you get the message. Sometimes there are changes you need to make. Sometimes the truth can be uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but the energy that we work with is, is loving. It, It wants the best for you. I mean, your spirit, your soul only wants you to do well. Yeah. They, you know, they only want you to, to do your best and live your best life and be happy. Um, so I always say, you know, no one will ever get anything that would either be detrimental to them okay. um, or hold them back. It's all about moving forward. It's all about healing, um, loving, you know, and, um, and the best part of it is that people get to experience what that connection is like. Yeah, what that connection to their higher self actually feels like, um, you know, and and for those of of the people that are out there that are are might be questioning, like I don't know if I can be hypnotized. Yeah, I definitely say everyone can be hypnotized. Um, <laughs> it's it it is it's it's a natural state that we all go in and out of every day, twice a day. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just a different brain state of like deep relaxation. Um, And we all experience it first thing in the morning when we wake up and right before we go to bed, when we're in that like twilight state, Yeah, that's called theta. And, um, you know, that's the state that we work with clients in. So it's not a matter of like, can you be hypnotized? It's just a matter of relaxing into it. Yeah. allowing it to happen (laughs) and so yeah and when when we do quantum healing um I would say the main difference between that and like regular hip hypnotherapy is that I am not implanting ideas into the person's mind right I'm just guiding them to find their own answers Mm. And that, that would be the main difference. I would, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause you're, you're not like saying, oh, this, 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 you're basically allowing them to find within themselves the answers to it. Yes. Do you think that it's better to just do it like that? Um, then to have someone to be guided with, with giving them the tools, like, the answers themselves or do you think it's better for them to actually find the answers themselves? I mean, I think it's better for people to find the answers themselves because I think it makes 
it's more impactful, right? Yeah. Because somebody could be giving you advice and they could tell you a million times and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I need to experience it for myself. Mm. And then once you do, even if their advice was correct, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> so it really, I, I think, I think we all, whether, whether it's that ego that comes into play, um, which is totally fine or what, but I also believe that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for everybody. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not knocking like regular hypnotherapy or anything, but in my own experience and in my opinion, um, I want to be able to go within myself. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to have to rely on other people. I don't want to have to rely on doctors or hypnosis, you know, like I want to be able to find it myself mm-hmm. when I'm just sitting with me, you know, and, and to me, that's like, that's like true. I don't can't think of a better word, but power, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like ultimate enlightenment is like being able to just like go within trust your own knowledge, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely, I I think if you need it in the beginning, um, then rely on that, like someone to actually give you like the advice and, and say Mm -hmm. these empowering things. But I feel like, um, eventually you want to, and this is all my opinion. I want you, you will, what I would like to do is I eventually I would like to just be able to know I could actually access that myself because it is empowering because if if not I feel like I'm just depending on something else and then what if I don't have that and I need the answer so I need to feel a certain way and now I'm I have this codependence on something and it doesn't really allow me to actually be empowering for myself because empowering is, is to me, is the best way to say it, because part of that is empowering. And to know that you can do that, I feel like that to me is, is very beneficial. Then you won't have to be like, oh, I need to find my hypnosis is not available, you know, and now you're like freaking out because you can't find that person to help you. But if you have it, I feel like that would be like, oh, I can just sit down, do my meditation or whatever, and I can find the answers. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then for soul speak, what is that? What is soul speak? (laughs) Yeah. So soul speak is, excuse me, soul speak is the technique. So if you feel like maybe, maybe you're not ready for hypnosis, right? Maybe that's too much or too deep or, or whatnot. Um, so soul speak, and I use soul speak when I do quantum healing, but it's just like the one-on-one, um, conversation of teaching people to ask their body Mm. what's happening. So it's like addressing that, you know, finding out the message without the hypnosis. Mm. Um, so it's just like a, a not as in-depth version of QHHT. Um, but they're really, they're really one in the same um, because you, you're guiding the person to, again, go within, yeah. talk to the body, right? <laughs> Figure out what's going on. Um, and so that, that's, that's what that is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Definitely. So you were saying like a lot of our sicknesses is tied into, it's like a, a fire alarm going off. So that person with the cold, what if they're like, oh, it's just a cold. It's nothing. Anything else is that like, how do you explain to them that is not just a cold? <laughs> yeah. So that's actually, that's so funny. That's one of my favorite examples to use is when yeah. people have a common cold, because I feel like they get it. So yeah. So the, the reasoning behind a common cold is one of like two, two things, um, either you're stressed and overworked and you need Mm. a break, which so many of us even say, right. They're like, (laughs) you say like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I know I'm going to get sick. And what happens? 
right? You get sick because you, your, your body needs a break. You're, you're overstressed. Um, you lay in bed for three days, you feel better. You're ready to go again. Right. The other reason that you may, um, experience a cold or flu is because you're procrastinating from moving Mm. forward with something. Mm. And it's the same kind of thing. You lay in bed for three days, you have time to think about it, you have time to mull it over. And then when you're feeling better, you usually go on and press forward because you have to to kind of contemplate and sit with it. Um, So it's really that simple. And I feel like I feel like we've all had those times where we could actually like look back and be like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got Because I was overworked or I got, I was definitely, you know, the, think about the last time you got sick, were you overworked or were you procrastinating and your yeah. body is talking to you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cause I don't get yeah. sick often, but <clears throat> when I do get sick, I can probably, I can speak to like, yeah, I need a break. <laughs> My body just like, I don't want to get out of bed. And I'll literally sleep like for hours, like the whole day, just about. And like, I'm not getting out of bed. And the next day I feel better. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Because you needed that, you needed that break. You needed that rest. Um, and it's very important to remember that the body is very, um, um, oh God, I can't think of the word. Like, uh, it's not, it's not all that cryptic. It's not cryptic. Like it's very, you know, if you're like, if you have the flu and you're vomiting, you're trying to purge you. There's Mm. something that you're holding on to that, that you need to release, Mm. um, figuring out what that is, you know, that might be, (laughs) Some of these things are buried. You know, we, we bury things that have been happening for years, things from our childhood, things from life. We, we bury them. We, we think we've processed them, but we're really still holding on to it or, you know, and so that's where, that's where QHHT proves to be so beneficial because you might not even be aware that you're still holding on to this stuff, you know, and, and it aids in, in not only figuring out what it is, but releasing it in that moment. And Mm. that's what I mean by instantaneous healing. Um, Mm. it's just about finding out where it came from, what's causing it, and then allowing the body to heal itself and the body heals itself all the time. Right. Yes. (laughs) Get a cut, you watch it heal. Yep. you don't have to do anything but look at it (laughs) you know not okay it's it's good now (laughs) right exactly Exactly. so you know the it and the even breaking bones I mean they heal so it's the body is capable of healing itself um we just have been reliant on other things to heal it for us when it really does know what to do on its own. Wow. Wow. Like the vomiting thing got me, like you said, the vomiting, that means you could be need to purge something and be burying things from the past. So when it comes to children getting sick, what do you, I mean, I don't know like how much information you can share with us about that, but um, where do you think that comes from? Like if a child is sick or teenager someone young that don't understand this model um like where do you think that could be coming from could it be coming from them do you mean like um like a cold or a flu like yeah vomiting because I know kids they they they're known like even my kids have threw up you know and you know I didn't know what that was I just knew you know then when they had the sickness I'm like oh my gosh, like, um, where do you think that could be coming from? So I think, um, for children, it could either be a reflection. So they're very good at reflecting what's going Mm. on in the home, Mm. right? They're like little sponges and they absorb everything around them. So there could be things going on that don't sit right with them. They're Mm. not stomaching it maybe um 
it could be a reflection of like the parents and, and mm-hmm. something going on with them. Um, it could be, and I don't mean to get like too, you know, airy fairy about it, but like <laughs> no. brand new in, in these heavy three-dimensional bodies that we live in, mm-hmm. um, they're used to being light there, mm-hmm. you know, so it's sometimes hard to, um, adjust, adjust into, you know, these heavy bodies that we have, um, so it really could be a lot of things, but I don't think it's any different for children than it is for us. I think it might just be a reflection of what's mm-hmm. going on um, if they're really too little to kind of understand, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, it all, it's, it's all the body is just talking to us, <clears throat> you know, the body, it could be something, it could be something simple, like they're eating something that doesn't agree with them. Um, you know, but it's definitely more often than not either a reflection of something happening in the, in the home or the family, um, or just, you know, like a literal, I can't eat this. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that, that, that makes sense. Definitely. Um, cause I remember listening to this guy talk about NLP and this lady, she was old and she had been, she basically, her parents were like going through like a divorce and it was making her break out and she was developing all these allergies to these different things. And so they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And eventually, well, I'm not going to get into what NLP is, but it wasn't she didn't have an allergy. She was experiencing the effects of her parents um, right. going through that divorce and she it was manifesting in her body. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's inflammation, right? Yeah. Or, or what it's inflammation. So it's like, you know, what what's going on around her that's inflaming her body. And it's it's that toxic that toxic environment or, or, you know, it's just, it, it's so, you know, sometimes it's so simple when you start to think about it, you're like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I didn't notice that before. You know, it's, it's just, um, yeah, it's the outside, you know, the outside reflects the inside, the inside reflects the outside. It's, it's all just a mirror. (laughs) Mm. I'm right. I bounce on our outside reflects the inside and the inside reflects the outside yes that is definitely powerful because I I feel like you know that's something that we we all need to develop awareness of of remembering like if we're feeling a certain way on the inside then that's going to reflect on the outside and on the outside that's chaotic that's going to manifest on the inside Mm -hmm. unless right unless you can the oh I saw again something the other day um like you know being in your own um power yeah when everything else is chaos is Mm -hmm. like the greatest superpower that you can have you know because obviously there are things that are outside of our our control outside of our circumstances and things like that and when you can find go within you know and find that stillness to be like cemented in in who you are regardless of what's happening around you that's again like so empowering to just have not control over yourself because control is is not the right word but to just like allow what's happening to go on without affecting you Mm. it's kind of like putting a bubble (laughs) in yes Absolutely. I talk, I say that all the time. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm in my bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Energetic bubble. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'm in my energetic bubble. It's not, it's not affecting me. (laughs) It's like bouncing, but it's like a a big old bubble and they're like, hit it, but it won't pierce the inside of it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my God. So how long have you been doing this? Um, this type of like the quantum healing hypnosis soul speak just being a spiritual coach like how long have you been doing this for yeah so I started um 
uh, I started doing the quantum healing in January. So just about okay. a year. Okay. Yep. Um, and I, um, like, uh, not professionally have been spiritually coaching <laughs> people for years. <laughs> Um, was was it paid or unpaid <laughs> unpaid <laughs> certainly unpaid just I you know I have just absorbed so much knowledge in my yeah. life and spirituality is really like my passion yeah. I could talk about it all day every day you know yeah. it, it, there's, there's just no end there's no end to our growth to our evolution to our yeah. enlightenment and I yeah. get so like amped up about it that yeah. um I've just been sharing my knowledge for so many years. Um, but I, I, w- I won't lie. Quantum healing hypnosis is to me the like epitome of mm-hmm. all of it. Because, yeah. you know, like you and I could sit here and speculate all day. What's the yeah. best road for you to take? What's the yeah. first step that you need to do? But really, who knows it mm. is your higher self. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I love all those other things and, I, and I'm happy to do them, but like the quantum healing is just, you know, the bee's knees. Like <laughs> It's like, there's nothing better, nothing better than learning how to connect to that part of you. Cause that part of you will again, give you all of the answers yeah. better than I can, you know, better than I can. I mean, it, it's, sometimes like trial and error when you're working one-on-one with someone it's like well you know I don't really feel that so maybe I'll try this or even for myself like you know you you try all these different things until you find what hits home yes but your higher self can tell you one two three (laughs) (laughs) should have came to me first I think it could be confusing if you don't, because you can be feeling like, okay, why am I not getting my life together? Because I, I went to this person, I went to that person, they told me to do that, I tried it, it didn't work out for me, or it did work out for you, and 10 years later, you're like, back to feeling like something's missing. Could it, can you speak to that? I think, I think we are all on our own growth journey, right? We're all trying to get to the next level and what works for you at one point, awesome, but it might not work for you forever. Mm. And I think it's really about listening to your body or yourself, your intuition, your gut, you know, it's like, well, okay, you know, this got me to this point but now I need to find something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking a step back, even if it's for a little while. Um, even like something, as, and I am a huge believer in how important meditation is, mm-hmm. but there are times when I'm like, I just can't, I gotta like take a break. I gotta take a break for a week or two weeks and I don't meditate. And then I get back into it, you know, like there's just same thing with food, you know, listening to your body, like you don't feel like eating, you know, meat for, for a few months, don't eat meat. But if you want to eat meat in a few months, don't feel like that's wrong because you Mm. haven't eaten it for, you know, it, we're always changing. We're always evolving. Um, and it's really just about allowing that growth to happen and not, holding on to those old stories, even if they were good stories, Mm. we can, we can let them go and and we can move forward and, and find new things and find better things. Yeah. And, you know, most people, they don't want to like, they, they hold on to that. Like, why do you think that is that we often sometimes try to hold on to that, that old self? Like, oh, I didn't eat meat for 10 years, like, I can't do it now, even though my body wants it, like, I can't do it. Because I didn't do it for 10 years. And I think this is just a phase that I'm just going to get through. I think we hold on to our old stories, because they're comfortable. 
Mm. Um, and our brain wants us to be comfortable, right? Our brain is about protecting us. Our brain is about survival. Um, and, and it's uncomfortable to, ch to do something unknown, to do something new. Um, it might be uncomfortable in a good way, like in, a, in an excitement way, but yeah. you know, sometimes, and I, I actually just realized this recently, like I can confuse excitement for anxiety, mm. <laughs> right? Yes. It's the same kind of feeling that yeah. <laughs> nervousness in your stomach, that kind of like tingly feeling. Maybe you're like a little short of breath because you're all like amped up. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, well, is that excitement or is that nerves or anxiety? Mm. And the truth is it's all the same. It's yeah. just the way you look at it. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> that, now that's something. You just said something. <laughs> so I can tell myself I'm excited, you know, especially for someone who, who might have labeled themselves as I have anxiety. What if it was excitement? Yes. Hmm. What if it was excitement? How would that make you look? How would that make you feel differently? Yeah. Right. And you can channel that energy all the same, the excitement energy, the nervous energy, it's just energy and you can channel it to do amazing things. And it's, it's all about your perception. It's all about mm. how you do it because it, it does feel exactly the same yeah. accelerated heartbeat, yeah. right? It's <laughs> Because I, I, when you said that, like, I used to, like, feel like anxiety was, like, I was having anxiety, and I was listening to um, Dane here. He's over at Says Consciousness. He's a co-founder, and he was saying, like, he used to think that was anxiety because he remember, or even though it was fear, he used to think that that feeling, because even fear kind of feels the same. And he was like, he remember wanting to get on this roller coaster and they thought he was afraid. And so they told him he, it was fear, but he realized as he got older, that same feeling, he was like, I realized that feeling was excitement. But since they told me it was fear, he always basically that's what he recognized as the feeling of fear. And so every time he got that feeling, he thought it was fear. Yes. Does, and that like, and then when you look at it like that, you're like, whoa, I can't believe, right? It's what's the difference? Literally, yeah. like the difference is just the way you look at it. Mm. So I'm going to, I'm just going to take this moment and I'm going to encourage everybody listening if the next time you feel what you think is anxiety or fear, just ask yourself, what if this is excitement? Mm. What if I can look at this as excitement and see how that shifts and see if you shift at all in, maybe it lessens a little bit because right when you fear and when you're in anxiety, thinking about it makes it mm. worse. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh God. <laughs> Am I going to pass out? Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Like, so if you can start to maybe look at it as excitement, it might even decrease a little bit because mm. now it's not a negative. Now it's a positive. Yeah. And really it's just, it's all about perception. Yeah. And then that's also about trusting yourself that you do know where you're saying. Like if someone is trying to tell you, no, you're afraid. How do you like, how do you do that? How are you able to trust yourself when someone else is telling you this is what you're experiencing? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, ah, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So trusting yourself, first of all, I think understanding that when people give you advice or their perspective, they can only do it based on their experiences, mm. right? It's very hard for people to be 1000% objective. Yeah. 
and they can really only give you advice. So they can only give you advice based on their experiences and, and not in a negative way. Their, what, their best interest also kind of comes into play a little mm-hmm. bit, even if it's just the tiniest bit. They're biased, right? I mean, that's just what happens. So understanding that everyone's advice is theirs. Mm. And for myself, like I, I want to create my own experiences. I don't want to live someone else's life and live someone else's experiences. So that was the first thing that I kind of realized is like their advice actually, like, while it might be great, doesn't necessarily apply to me because I don't want that outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, and then learning to go within and Mm -hmm. trust what you're feeling. You know, we all have that gut instinct, right? That, that Mm -hmm. feeling in our belly of like, either I, I shouldn't do this, or this is going to be fantastic or, you know, anything like that. And it's, it's just about trusting that, that voice inside your head and learning to differentiate what is like your true intuition Mm. and what is that monkey mind, like ego conscious mind chatter and learning to separate those two is really, I mean, I know that's all I'm saying it like, Oh, it's so easy. Like, yeah, just learn to trust yourself. You got this. Listen to that voice. So yeah, tell me, tell me about that. <laughs> I can so I actually had a client the other day. Yeah. And um she was in the hypnosis and she was trying to figure out the difference between fear, mm. like holding on to the old story and needing to overcome something Mm. right so how do you tell the difference between like or even how do you tell the difference between that gut feeling of like this is no good right I should not go there um or the fear of moving forward Mm. and what her higher self told her and I think this was huge advice for any of us yeah is when you have the original thought, Mm. the emotion that goes along with it is your barometer. So Mm. when you get the, you know, when someone invites you to a party, Mm. whatever your original, like instinctual feeling is, whether it's excitement or like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) That's what, you know, that's what you have to go on. So if you, when the person invited you to the party, if you originally felt excited and then like, as the day goes, the day approaches time goes, you know, and you start to talk yourself out of it. Oh, I don't really want to go there. Oh, I don't know anybody. Oh, I don't feel good. You know, Mm. all these things start to come into play and you're, so you, then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go because if I wanted to, you know, if this was good for me, I would feel excited about it. Oh, wow. Go back to your original Mm. feeling about it. And if your original feeling about it was excitement, that's a sign to overcome those negative thoughts Mm. and move forward. If your original thought was, ugh, and you said yes, you know, <laughs> then don't, don't, you don't have to talk yourself into going. You're not supposed to go. Yeah. You know, is that, am I making sense? <laughs> no, it definitely it makes a lot of, okay. So now here's the, here's a question. So that person who that first thought was like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go to this party. And throughout the day, they're like, oh my God, I got all these things coming up. Now for someone who's having trouble trusting themselves, like moving past that part, because 
could that be confusing for them if they have always listened to the second part and decided not to do it or decided to do it yeah I should go I feel really bad if I don't go and they're going to be upset if I don't get there but the original was like don't go how yeah. do how do they move past that like if they always been listening to the second side of it because mm-hmm. like you spoke to me I was like oh <laughs> I was probably supposed to go but normally I don't listen to it I still do what I originally say but um and then I'm wondering like should I listen to the second part of it because it had all that chatter was I supposed to listen to that and not do the first thing yeah so that's so no <laughs> I I don't think you you know obviously unless something has really changed yeah Um, but most of the so most of the time when you when you feel excited about something and you agree to go and then you feel like oh I don't want to go but you force yourself and you get there don't you normally have a really good time I do (laughs) (laughs) right so you know it's that so it's it's all about the self-talk it's the self-talk of like you can say like, why don't I want to go? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what is stopping me from wanting to go? Am I mm-hmm. afraid, you know, that, that something weird is going to happen? Or am, am I afraid, you know, what if I'm the oldest person there? Or what if I'm the youngest person there? Or what if I don't know anybody? Or what if I don't get along with these people? Yeah. You know, it's all those, what if, but what if you do? What yeah. if you do have a good time? What if you do get along with everybody? What if you are the youngest person there? Who cares? <laughs> you know, like it, it's all about like shifting that perspective and really either understanding it or just telling it to be quiet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do that too. You could just be like, you know what? I know what you're trying to do. You know, you're trying to get me to hold on to that old story. <laughs> just, you know, you could step aside. and I'm gonna go forward um and for the other part of it if you that so when you just said so when you said it you were like um they're expecting me to go right when you say Mm. say yes but you have that gross feeling and you don't want to go um I also I have felt that many times well I don't want to disappoint them and you know this that and the other and then I think one time I said to myself, I was like, Tara, you're not that important. Because <laughs> <laughs> we do think we're important. We're like, we're the most important person in the world. No one can do it better than me. <laughs> myself one time and I was like, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that I am, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, like me going or not going is not making or breaking anything. Yeah. Um, but it's also about, I think there's also a small part of it that's about, um, so it's honoring your feelings and in honoring your feelings, that might involve a little bit of selfishness. Mm. And I'm a big, big supporter of selfishness as long as it's not hurting anybody else, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean- like I heard it put when I, when I was kind of in my spiritual reawakening, um, but you know, I heard it put this way. So, and, and it just hit home with me. So let's say again, you have a friend and, and they, you're exhausted and you just got home from work and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to like sit on the couch and watch a movie and, you know, just like eat a bowl of mac and cheese or whatever. Right. (laughs) And And then your friend calls you and they're like, oh, I want to go out, you know, come out with me, blah, 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 blah. blah. And you're like, oh, I really, I'm just really not in the right place. Like I, I want to stay home. And then they get mad at you. Mm. Right. And they say that you're being selfish Mm. because you're putting your feelings above them. Right. Yeah. But then the question is, why? How are they being any less selfish? Mm. Putting their feelings of wanting you to go out over your feel. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. asking you to swallow your feelings for them, which is selfish. 
Yeah. So why is it not okay? Like, why do you have to give in to selfish? You can mm. be selfish. It's, you know, you're honoring your feelings and you're, you don't need to live for everybody else. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if I'm explaining it the right way, but that, no. that, that made a lot of sense to me when I heard it put that way, like they're being just as selfish as you are. Yeah. What their selfishness any better or worse than your own oh wow no no that was perfect definitely because it's because it, you don't look at when you are you know I, I say if someone is looking at it like that they're not probably looking at it from like dang they're being very selfish because they don't understand my feelings they're looking at it like dang oh, I guess I should go I'm tired so they get themselves up and they they go somewhere and they hate it they hate the whole experience they're like why did I go here they're finding things they're finding things in their mind to hate it like they're not even playing good music the bartender sucks or whatever wherever they at um right and they're finding all these ways that it sucks and I'm not gonna lie in the past I've done that I'm like yeah I don't want to go and then I go and I'm like why did I go here and I'm like regretting it the whole time I'm complaining which one of the pet peeves I have now is like no we're not gonna complain unless we're gonna change it but then I'm like oh my god I'm I'm just being very toxic and I could have preventing all of that if I would have just allowed myself to stay at home and not go anywhere right right yeah yeah I created it was um Dr. Joe Dispenza said we don't get punished for our sins we get punished by our sins or something like that because basically I say yes to something I didn't want to do and then my karma is like see look (laughs) you're gonna hate every bit of it (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah for sure and and I'm not in by any stretch, I I'm not encouraging people to be hermits. Like I, I'm not encouraging, you know, like <laughs> no socialization or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like honor yourself and and yeah. listen to your body, you know, listen to your needs. Um, because really at the end of the day, like if your cup is not full, mm. how can you fill anyone else's cup? Yeah. It's right. Crazy. When you're totally depleted how can you help anyone? And, and, and that's what we all want to do. We're all, we're all very much people pleasers and, and helpers and, and healers and all of that. Right. But when we don't first turn that lens on ourselves, how can we help anybody? Yeah, we definitely can. I mean, it'd be kind of hard to, to help everybody. And do you, do you know why we, naturally just help everyone and forget to help ourselves Uh, yeah I mean normally it's easier it's Mm. easier to fix everybody else's problems than to turn that around and look at yourself and real because you need to make you know to fix heal whatever like you need to make changes more more than likely Mm -hmm. Um, changes are uncomfortable changes are hard and it's a lot easier to point the finger and tell everybody else what to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many of us say it like, do as I say, not as I do? Oh, right. Well, that's one of those things that um, I didn't hear that growing up. But my husband told me here that growing up and I was like, I, I tried my best to not um, tell my kids to do something that I'm not already doing. Like right. my room is dirty and I tell you to clean your room that I'm not, I can't say nothing to you. <laughs> right. Yep. But yeah, definitely. I can um, understand that because there were times I was told to do something, but then you're looking, you're like, but oh, you're not even doing it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that the, it's, we all have the greatest advice to give to everybody else. Mm. But when it comes time to ourselves, you know, that's, and again, it's, it's hard to be objective. We're, we're yeah. so jaded by our own thoughts and feelings and stories and everything that, you know, sometimes, or I don't know, sometimes, most of the time, it's, it's just easier to help everybody else. And, and it feels good, 
right? Mm -hmm. Who can deny that helping people feels good on any, any scale. Um, and sometimes looking at yourself and really like asking those tough questions and stuff that might not feel good in the beginning. Um, you know, once you can overcome them and make those changes, that feels amazing. But yeah. in the moment, it, it might be hard. Mm, definitely. Because you got to be honest with yourself. I tell people you got to be brutally honest with yourself if you if you want to change because it, it's going to suck. Like if you tell yourself you've been procrastinating, but your but your excuse was like, I don't have time. But then you look back and say, oh, I was scrolling social media or I was like making myself available for everybody and I knew I needed to do this. So it it's really a hard pill to swallow because you really have to be honest with yourself and it's like you discover that you were lying and it's like, I've been lying the whole time. And that, I think that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. Right. When you realize, and I definitely realized this too, when, you know, like I said, when I was going through my whole like reawakening, um, when you realize that you are the cause mm -hmm. of whatever your suppression, the, the, you know, lack of success, lack of happiness. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, that is a, that is a mind blowing moment. It is. <laughs> She like, you look, it was, I think it was somebody like looking at her, like who was responsible for this? And it's like them looking in the mirror, but that's the truth. Um, I think once I discovered that, you know, I was really the one that was actually influencing my life and my direction. And it's been years ago when I discovered it, at first it was, you know, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then it became empowering because every time I face a challenge I will remind myself like I am the reason why I'm here so I've got to be the reason to get myself out of this and so um it becomes an empowering thing you might fall down you might you know but it's trusting that you are the person that actually got you there you can trust yourself to get you out of it again so yeah, I definitely know what that feels like when you finally discovered it was me. <laughs> right? I was the reason. I was the reason for um dating was one of the things that I um I quote unquote said it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I look back, I'm like, you could have made better decisions <laughs> with with your dating life. Right. And so once I, I did that, you know, I understood like, all right, when I do go on a date, if I know this person isn't right for me, don't go on another date. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I had to trust myself to know that, all right, right, there are good people out there. You just been continue to choose the wrong people for you in that moment. And I feel like I'm, I'm going to say disclaimer I feel like everyone could be a good person, you know, but we all are healing. Um, so at that time, the persons who I was dating, they probably needed to heal. And that wasn't an experience I need to partake in. So that's my disclaimer. Um, but yeah, it was like, when I look back, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it could be even as small. So uh, one of the things that I realized was that I didn't particularly dress the way that I wanted to. Mm. Um, and you kind of think of it as like, oh, well, society norms or, oh, my parents or whatever. <laughs> and, and I was like, nope, that was me. Like <laughs> I could have at any moment stepped out and, you know, wore whatever the hell I wanted. To, like even so, even little things, you're just like, wow, I suppress yeah. that. You yeah. know, it, it wasn't anybody else but me. And then, <laughs> so it could be as big or as little, you know, and, and it's just like, whoa, whoa. I can, and it, it does, it gives you the, you take back the power. Yes. You, you're like, oh, okay, well now, you know, 
who gives it? I can wear this shirt if I want. (laughs) Right, exactly. I don't have to wonder if um, someone else is going to judge me for wearing what I like. (laughs) Right, right. I think, I guess that ends up being, do you think it ends up being like a judgment thing? Do we feel like we're going to get judged um, if we... Absolutely. I mean, um, unfortunately, you know, we as a society are taught to do good things to get rewarded and Mm -hmm. avoid bad things because those get punished. Like, Mm -hmm. um, have you ever read the book, um, The Four Agreements by Domhnall Ruiz? I did. I read that book. (laughs) Right. And that, and he talks about that. That's like one of the first things he says is like, we teach our children to seek out positive reinforcement and avoid negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And so what do they do? They, they try to fit themselves in this little box that we've created. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, how, can, how can they really be who they are when they're trying to sit in this little box, but who mm-hmm. they are is so much bigger and, and you know more in depth. I, I mean, so yeah, I think we are, and we as humans judge ourselves. Yes. We judge each other. We judge ourselves. Like no other species on the planet judges each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you did that. You messed up. All right, let's move on. You know, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Like we, it's just over. And, and, and every time we think about it, we judge again. You know, mm, we, yes. it's just like, it's like you, you know, it, so yes, I think we are all very, I mean, obviously some to more extent than others. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think we, yes, as a, as a overall, I think we are afraid of judgment. Mm. Yeah. I think that was what I was afraid of, like being judged or like, you know, I was like, I wanted to put color in my hair and this is so very simple and I was like, I'm so ready to not work for people because then I can wear my color, my hair, whatever color. And my husband was like, you can color your hair, whatever. I'm like, no, I guess I don't want them saying anything if I want to do pink hair, if I want to do green hair. And it's like, I wouldn't color my hair. Yeah. I was like, I'm in the corporate space. They're going to be looking at me crazy. Um, got this nose piercing. Like they're going to be looking at me crazy with this. And so, you know, I was like, feeling like I was going to be judged because you know you think about someone if you've seen someone say something about somebody who did something different like um or they did their hair crazy color or they got piercings or tattoos or whatever and it's like you see someone get judged are you seen it on media and it's like well and even though there's people who don't get judged it's like you pay attention to the the part that is the the bad part of it even though you might have a good example of it you're like but they were judging them over here with the red hair so it's like I'm not gonna go dye my hair I'm not gonna get piercing because everyone's gonna be looking at me and judging me and so I didn't color my hair and I'd, I'd done it when I was younger I feel like um real younger but I don't know as I got older it's like I went backwards <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm not putting pink or yellow in my hair because I was a bumblebee one year. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not about to. So it was because I was judging myself for what people were going to think about me. And naturally my mind is like, yeah, I'm going to get judged. I'm going to get, you know, my old brain is thinking like, you're going to get pitchforks are going to come after you. (laughs) Right. But that's not going to happen. So that is something simple too, like that with my hair. And right. I denied myself that experience because I was afraid of, of being judged or of not fitting in or looking different. Right. And, and, and even so, right. More often than not, number one, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Number two, <laughs> even if it does, that's their problem. Yeah. Right. That's they don't like it. That's their problem. What that doesn't affect. How is that affecting me? That they don't like my pink hair. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just 
It's learning to be secure within yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dogs are going crazy. Um, it's just, you know, it's learning to be secure enough within yourself that it doesn't bother you. Yeah. Oh, wow. I really have enjoyed this. Oh, my gosh. This has been amazing. I feel like we can talk all day. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Before I let you go, what is what is something that you can share like a piece of advice you can share with my audience today that that we haven't talked about today or that you want to expand on that they can implement in their life today um that could be beneficial for them um i i would highly suggest that everybody takes time to meditate yeah whether that's staring out the window and like just being silent whether that's during exercise you know how whatever works for you but finding that time to silence the mind um not no that's the wrong even way to say it because meditation is not about no thoughts coming in Mm. right it's about observing the thoughts letting them go letting them pass but just like being with yourself Mm. um and trusting your imagination Mm. imagination is the you know the key to intuition and that's where it all starts and and that's the easiest way for your higher self to start to connect to you is through your imagination and I think a lot of times we discount that Mm. um but it's you know the the doorway to manifestation. It's the doorway to intuition. It's the doorway to all of our, our sense other, you know, uh, like our Claire senses and everything. Um, so just try to find time, even if it's five or 10 minutes every day to just be with yourself, be silent with yourself, um, and just learn to trust your imagination and, and let it, let it run wild. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I really do. This has been amazing. Can you share with my community where to find you? Um, also, if you do offer online services, um, if they if they could find you that way as well, um, just whatever you want to share with them so they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can connect with me on my website, which is Cosmic qhht.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, which is Tara Ann QHHT Practitioner. Um, but they can feel free to email me, text me. You know, I'm always, I, like I said, I love talking about all this stuff. I'm, I'm open to questions. If anybody has questions about quantum healing or anything like that, um, I do offer. So I offer the QHHT sessions are all done in person. Okay. I work out of my uh, private home office space in Lyman, South Carolina. Um, But the soul speak sessions can be done online um, as can obviously spiritual coaching or anything like that. Um, And I'm also, I've been working on a lot of collaborations lately with other healers. So I currently offer um, group past life regression experiences. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I <laughs> offer those and we, um, I do them paired with a breathwork class with Matt Tiller of uh, Half Acre Holistics. Yeah. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, so we we're doing those at, at his place. And then we also um, are doing them at some yoga studios throughout the area. And then I also offer a Reiki sound healing and past life regression with um, Lisa from Soulful Healing. Okay, wow. So so we've got, you know, we've got a lot of awesome stuff coming up and we're working on more stuff um, to offer to the community just to kind of, you know, build and and grow the community and just help people heal. And we'll be offering some retreats and stuff. So it's all very exciting. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm excited. And yes. I'm going to be putting her, her, all of her information in the show notes below. We are located in upstate South Carolina. So a lot of our events are taking place in the upstate of South Carolina. So if you are in town or 
in the area or if you want to travel yeah. <laughs> we, we um we welcome you all to come and and connect with us in person and of course online as well is there anything else you want to share before I let you go um, no, just thank you so much for having me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Yes. And um, I, you know, thank you to all the listeners and and just for for showing up for yourself. You know, it, that's the first step, showing up for yourself and just taking that time to expand your horizons and take what you want, leave what you don't want. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're not here to blow anybody's beliefs out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's all good. It's all good. And, and I just, I'm, I'm very grateful to have been able to be here today. Thank you. I'm grateful for you being here and sharing your knowledge and really allowing us to actually go within, you know, and not really telling us what to do, but really guiding us on how we go there. And that's what I really have enjoyed about our conversation today is that you really are empowering people to actually be in power. And that's that's what makes you so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, I hope that you have found value in this episode and that you take these tools and you apply them to your life. Try them out for 30 days and come back to this video and tell me how you did, how it went for you, um, what has changed in your life. Um, also, share this with someone you feel like can benefit from it. Share it with a friend, a family, share it on your social media. Because remember, sharing is caring. And when we share, we help others grow. So I really um, love you guys. And thank you for listening to my podcast and liking it and sharing it. And if you are enjoying it, make sure you write a review and let everybody else know about this wonderful podcast. All right. I love you guys and have an amazing day.